Hey, it's Bilal Vakani at Bilal V87 on Twitter. AEW Dynamite can't decide what it is. It struggles between being this hardcore, over-the-top wrestling product and trying to treat wins and losses like a sport and saying they matter. And tonight was a shining example of wins not mattering and things just being too gruesome and disgusting for me. Let's get right into it. You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. So we started off the night with a very cool, I must say, highlight pack recapping full gear, which I was never going to pay for. So I appreciated that. We saw Britt Baker besting Bia Priestley or Bria Priestley, but they didn't even bother to put any of the commentary on. This was just B-roll. We did hear about Brandy and Awesome Kong finally making it more of an in-ring debut of sorts. We had the self-proclaimed best. The Young Bucks lost again to Santana and Ortiz. The Rock and Roll Express fended off a post-match attack. That was cute. We got Hangman defeating Paige. We had Sean Spears beating somebody. We'd find out later it's Joey Janela, but I couldn't remember at this point. We had a tag team triple threat that SCU won, and Daniels made a nice, you know, nice little return. We had Riho defeating her teacher. Big surprise there. We also had Cody. He was, of course, betrayed by MJF. We all saw it coming. And Jericho got the win. Now, what wasn't in this was Moxley and Omega. And we'd find out later it was because they were going to show us a video package and set up Moxley in a match against Michael Nakazawa. Now, here's the thing. Michael Nakazawa was in the little video package. That was way too disgusting of Omega, how he got beat up, and him seeing the doctor. Just just too much scars and blood. And, you know, I like hardcore matches, but within a certain level of decorum. Not just throwing guys on glass and barbed wire walls. and You know, Nakazawa, because I guess he trains with Omega, was the reason the commentators threw out for about two... The commentators threw out for a second... He's, I guess, close all of a sudden with Kenny Omega. Hadn't come up to this point in AEW as I could see on Dynamite, but he was. So he was in this match, and of course he lost. This was a very quick squash. Moxley cut a promo after, which where he joked, this win counts, right? Sort of alluding to my point. And he said he was going to be the last man standing in AEW. And I will say, this is Moxley's tightest promo yet. But already, I just, I just want to point out, the main event of AEW Full Gear was an unsanctioned match which has no bearing on any championships. And the main event tonight is Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara making their tag team debut for the tag team titles. They have zero victories in the tag team division. So this whole notion of trying to big up wins and losses and treat it like a sport is total garbage. And I'll get more into that later. And by later, I mean right now. Because the Dark Order then took on Jurassic Express. Well, the leftovers of Jurassic Express because Luchasaurus was still injured, or so we thought. We had a pitcher-in-pitcher, which was the worst pitcher-in-pitcher yet, which shows AEW is not improving at all. During this pitcher-in-pitcher, there was a very nice standing suplex, a near-fall, a tag, a tag-team double-team maneuver, another tag, 
Another tag. A tag team move again. Another near fall. Jurassic Express had to break this one up. It was so close. Another near fall. A fall away slam. And then the commentary just came back generically saying, oh, well, they managed a lot. Managed what? If I didn't look at that tiny box in my TV, I would have no idea what is going on. And this was the best sequence of the match thus far. Dark Order won. Because wins and losses mean nothing. They'd be nothing in AEW. They cut a promo where they wanted Mark, Marco, I don't even know the guy's last name, straight or whatever, to join them. They had a mask. And he was going to take the mask because he's an idiot. And Jungle Boy had to rip it from his hands, which was mind-blowingly stupid. And it got worse because then the Dark Order attacked. And Luchasaurus decided, okay, now I'll come back. Not during the match, which has bearing on the rankings. No, during the fight, that has no bearing on anything. So he comes out, saves the day, rips apart Dark Order, but don't remember any of that. The crowd loved this, by the way. They popped huge for it, rightfully so. This doesn't matter, though. Dark Order has already won the match. All Luchasaurus did was beat up six people. But that doesn't count. And we just literally came from Dean Ambrose talking about how this counts and how matches don't count. I, you know, if you were to tell me who won this match, I'd say Dark Order. If you were going to tell me who had momentum, I would say Luchasaurus and Jungle Express by a mile, by a Jurassic mile. And I actually don't know who gets a bump out of this match. And I don't even care now because this, this is so stupid for Luchasaurus to watch his two smaller teammates get decimated to the point where one of them almost leaves the team. Unbelievably stupid. Anyways, Sean Spears came out for just about the only non-announced non-announced match on this card. And before his entrance was over, we went right back to pitcher-in-pitcher. During this pitcher-in-pitcher, the librarian had his first in-ring entrance. Good luck trying to figure out who the hell he is. We rejoined an already in-progress promo by the librarian. And that went nowhere. Literally, I don't even know what the point of that promo was. Darby Allen entered to a pretty good pop. The match was basically nothing until Joey Janela came to attack Spears. So now this is basically a singles match, at which point the commentators said Peter Avalon was who was in the ring. And in all the chaos that was happening coming back from commercial break, I hadn't even picked up on the fact the librarian had a name, which is unbelievable. Uh, he was taking on Darby Allen now. And there was yet another post-match promo from Darby Allen after he wins. And he decided now, several matches later, to accept Moxley's challenge. By the way, that's next week. Like, why couldn't he have just come out when Moxley called him out? Called for a challenge. I, I don't know. This is very convoluted to me. Nyla Rose was in action. We never found out who her opponent was until she was in the ring, so you knew how this was going to go. There was something about her now being called a beast. They tried to make this a big deal. I don't really care. Danny Jordan was in the ring. They weirdly tried to set this up as, oh, well, she's 43 pounds less and 7 inches less. That doesn't feel like a lot to me, you know? That's like four babies, newborn babies, and a, good, a couple set of heels. Like, sometimes you don't need numbers. Sometimes you can just see Nyla Rose is a not just large larger woman woman but a stronger woman and a more polished woman 
And maybe that's the narrative you tell, not she's 43 pounds heavier and seven inches taller. It just, and women in weight, I don't think they like that. I don't think anybody likes that. So, I don't know. And weight, I don't know. It just seemed weird. The fans tried to cheer on Danny, which just showed the level of marks they have in this audience. Like, she's a jobber who wasn't advertised for this match. Don't waste your breath. Of course, Nyla Rose won. This really meant nothing. Speaking of me meeting nothing, Tony Schiavone was interviewing Allie, or at least he was trying to. There was some spiel about how she was ranked four. She kicked, kissed the crowd's ass. One of about four in this show. Way too many of those cheap pops. Thank God Brandy and Kong turned off the lights, annihilated Allie. I give her credit. She ran right at Kong, and they did their weird cutting the hair thing so Kong could carry it around. I don't know how she flies with a knife that cuts hair off. That that can't be good for the TSA. And I kind of get the Kong Brandy thing a little bit more, but this was still pretty stupid. Chris Jericho came out to speak because I guess every other promo was after a match, so we better do something different. And, you know, this roster isn't deep enough to have, you know, less than two Jericho segments. He wanted to thank he wanted everyone to thank him. And then MJF came out. To Cody's entrance, which, which, you know, we've seen it before, but it's okay touch. He shot on the crowd, called Cody a liar. But there was so much swearing here from MJF and the audience. Just classless and stupid, and it started bleeping out, and it just felt like the audio of this was just muted for large stretches of time. It just was very sloppy and poorly executed. They, they danced around the, you know, they started going, you know, oh, I hated this. MJF basically said oh i heard you want me in the inner circle and jericho's like well i heard you wanted to be in the inner circle and this went on for quite a lot of time like way way too long like this was the better half of the segment stupidly long thankfully cody came out attacked them was was kicking both of their asses which was ridiculous because he apparently wasn't mentally cleared so that makes no sense and then Wardlow or whatever the guy we saw in that weird brock lesnar like wait lifting montage i guess he wants to be in the inner circle too or at least be mjf's homie because he attacked cody and cody brought no backup because he's stupid and that was it what what this accomplishes i have no idea like it had to happen but we we took such a long journey to get there and then wardlow has to gets the last laugh after the, the guy one guy who didn't talk forever the two guys who talk forever in this segment look the strongest. So, it's just, I, 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 you know, I'll tell you how I would have booked this. Let's just make this really easy. Jericho doesn't have to ask for a thank you from the crowd. MJF doesn't have to, sh all, that, all that has to happen. Jericho comes out. MJF comes out. They talk about the match. And MJF just throws the idea out that maybe he should join the inner circle cody can come out cody doesn't have to run in the ring he can cut a promo then wardlow can attack him from behind and you can cut the segment in half get rid of all the fluff speaking of fluff hangman page was taking on pack yet again and pack one i have nothing else to say about this match. i don't care i didn't care at full gear i definitely don't care now it just justifies me not playing pain for full gear because yeah it was a good wrestling match but I don't think Hangman Page is a star. 
Pac has never proven himself on a top, top level, whether it was WWE or here. So these are just two dudes who are on the roster who are, in Pac's case, a good wrestler, a great wrestler. I don't really think Hangman Page does anything for me. I don't care. I don't care. I really don't care. Uh, the Young Bucks continued to think they were the best by having some weird backstage fight with Santana and Ortiz. This stretched out into the ramp area. I went through a pitcher-in-pitcher, and Santana and Ortiz will face Private Party next week. That's great. SCU uh, cut a promo before their match, and I hated... They said something like they hated the town but loved the fans, which made no sense to me. And... Basically, it just felt like a DX ripoff. It said, you know, you're going to chant us, you know, three letters for you, whatever. And then we had the match. Jericho and Sammy Guevara, who I want to reiterate, I've never won a match. They weren't in the tag team tournament. These guys aren't a proven team. Maybe they've won some match where they were stuck together with two other guys who weren't a tag team. So that the whole rankings thing is garbage once again. This started with 11 minutes of TV time left. So this entire show was timed terribly. Because I would have taken 10 minutes out of everything I saw before if I could. They still, with 11 minutes left in a picture-in-picture, and I can't even tell you what's in the picture-in-picture because I just don't care at this point. Hager got involved. He was ringside. Daniels, of course, got involved. And Scorpio Sky pinned Chris Jericho with a cradle because, you know, we've never seen that before. And maybe, if we're lucky, we might get Scorpio Sky versus Jericho. Thankfully... The tag team titles were not made a mockery of. They didn't go to Jericho. And Sammy G, as JR is already calling him. And that was AW Dynamite. And I've... I, I'm at a loss for words. This product is clearly only for the hardcore fans. NXT beat them in the ratings last week. They're coming out of full gear. And they've had a lot of time. They've had, whatever it is, six episodes now to get this right. And they're actually doing worse with the rankings, with the pitcher-in-pitcher, with the vulgar language, with the booking. They're not really growing. Like, MJF's had a bit of a growth as a character. SCU, I've seen more of them. I'm getting a bit of a better idea. But you tell me, has John Moxley's character really grown? No, actually, he's gotten more concise, which is an improvement. But that's about it. Michael Nakazawa. He trains with Kenny Omega. That was the big development. Kenny Omega. It hurt for him to shower. That was his development this week. Jurassic Express. They're idiots. That's not a good development for them. And they have Luchasaurus back. And this was a chance to get him in the ring. And to work him. And they didn't do it. The Dark Order. Have they grown as a group? No. I don't know why they even won that match. Darby Allen. He's still Darby Allen. Sean Spears, still fighting with Joey Janela. Pac's still fighting with Hangman. Nyla Rose is still Nyla Rose. Allie is still Allie. I, I just... There is... If you honestly think this product is better than NXT, you're wrong. And I'm going to quickly break it down so that I, I hit a, a bit longer on this because I, I just don't even want to talk about AEW anymore. Do you want Adam Cole or do you want Chris Jericho? And don't just think of today. Think about like a year from now, two years, three years, four years from now. No question, Adam Cole is the future of this industry. One of the futures. Do you want to see SCU or the Undisputed Era? That's a bit closer, but I would still take the Undisputed Era. 
Do you want to see Roderick? Oh, wait, I don't even have a mid-card title. So we can't even do that comparison. Do you want to see Shayna Baszler or Riho? Shayna Baszler would eat Rio for breakfast. Okay? And it's so much deeper. The women's division on NXT is much better than AEW. The top end of their card is leaning heavily on Hangman, Jericho, Cody, because they don't have the depth. They don't have a Keith Lee. They don't have a Matt Riddle. They don't have a Finn Balor. They don't have a Johnny Gargano. They don't have a Tomasa Ciampa. Ciampa. Thank you for the correction on that on my podcast a little while ago. I could go on. And I understand money's a factor. But these guys are on TNT. They've got Tony Khan bankrolling them. There's a world of great wrestlers. Look at some of the wrestlers on Impact right now. Tessa Blanchard, for one. There are great wrestlers out there who could be part of this company. There are plenty of wrestlers from WWE who could be scooped up and readjusted like Moxley, for example, like Sean Spears. But at the end of the day, this product, the best things I've seen in all the AW I've watched, you know what stood out to me? Jericho's video last week, and it's only because of how bad Cody's video was before, and the Rick and Morty thing. Because, that's funny. But in terms of world building, they did a terrible job. In terms of living up to the win-loss record, meaning, meaning anything, they've done a terrible job. You have to, If you're AW, you have to decide what hill you're willing to die on. Are you a sport-like company, or are you this hardcore, almost independent, counterculture figure? Because if you want to put all your stock in wins and losses... There is no point to have unsanctioned matches. There is no point to have angles where the Dark Order will win a match and then get annihilated single-handedly by Luchasaurus. You can't have it both ways because it just looks stupid. And this was one of the stupidest wrestling shows I've seen AEW throw out yet. Sure, some things have gotten better, but this far into the game, you have to grade on a curve and they are not improving on the curve. You can follow me and tweet me at BilalV87 on Twitter, and I'll be back on Friday to review a real show, Friday Night Smackdown. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.